Hi, guys, and welcome to the What Else Podcast. My name is Sarah. I'm your host. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're not new here, also welcome. Thank you so much for supporting the show. It means a lot to me. Um, I just got back last week from my first solo travel trip. It was incredible, and you guys have a lot of questions, so I'm going to go over it today. I went to Costa Rica with a tour group called G Adventures, and I'll talk all about that. I'm going to go over um, like what was it like my first time traveling solo, what it's like staying in hostels. I actually did not realize. I kind of knew we were staying in hostels, but... Um, my preparation for this trip was lacking. So uh, I'll tell you all about that experience. The itinerary, um, if you go, what to do, what not to do. I have a really cool segment where I actually got some of the people that I traveled with to send in videos with their tips on solo travel and traveling to Costa Rica. So that'll be super fun. And then at the end, I'm actually going to go over all of the expenses, exactly, I'm looking at the number right now, exactly how much this trip cost me and then what uh, in, like what was most expensive in each category and what I would have done differently um, because I definitely would have done some things differently. So if you wanna hear all about my trip, about traveling to Costa Rica, about traveling solo um, and what that could be like, especially my ladies out there, what it's like traveling solo as a woman because um, that definitely made me nervous, then stick around. My name is Sarah Boss, and you are listening to the What Else Podcast. I'm a chemist turned launch strategist, and I help business owners launch their courses, programs, and products so that they can gain influence and get paid. Owning your own business opens the doors for great freedom and opportunity, but it can also bring a lot of self-doubt, overwhelm, and insecurity. On this podcast, we talk about marketing, analytics, and tactile tips to own a business you love, but we can also talk about life behind the desk. We ask the questions, and then we ask, what else? Because we're just nosy like that. Come join us and our many guests as we leverage our businesses to create the life we dreamed of. So I'm trying to think of the best way to do this. I'm thinking um, probably start with why I went. Um, Simply said, I knew I needed a vacation. And so I set, I blocked off a week for myself because taking vacation as like the owner of like your own company is kind of weird. You don't ask anybody per- for permission. Um, and it's so funny when you think, okay, I want to go take a vacation. You, I was like, I like, how do I do this? So I, in my calendar, literally just blocked off a bunch of days, said vacation. I notified my clients and I didn't know where I was going to go, but I knew I was going to go somewhere because I just, I needed to get out so bad. Um, and so I was like asking around, honestly, if people would go on vacation with me and a lot of people just didn't have availability. And it kind of, at a necessity, I was like, okay, I don't really have anybody that can go with me. So this is my chance. Let's try solo travel. Cause I had thought about it for many years, but, um, this was kind of what pushed me to do it. So I literally Googled solo travel tours and, uh, first one that came up was G adventures and the, there was a tour the same week that I had blocked off uh, for Costa Rica for eight days and it was 650 bucks. And I was like, that sounds too good to be true. So I did some research, research on the company. Um, I called the company. They were super nice. Their customer service was fantastic. And uh, I booked it because 
it just sounded like a great thing to do. Um, a lot of this I kind of did on impulse because I didn't want to like hesitate for a moment and kind of miss my chance or give myself a chance to fear my decision or second guess it. So I was like, okay, we're just going to go full steam ahead, um, which had it's like good things and it's bad things, but that's why I went and that's how I chose G Adventures. Um, they, I will say like this tour company, I highly recommend. Our tour guide was amazing. The excursions were great. Um, the amenities and like the places that we stayed were fantastic. They were with me all the way through um, as far as like support and their emergency line, which I did have to use once. Um, and I highly recommend, highly recommend this company. I'm going to leave their information down below. Um, I gave them like a super great review. Of course, they sent me an email and I just cannot recommend this enough. I went on a tour that was meant for, uh, it was like, they have different tours and this one was 18 to thirties. Our lowest, uh, our, our like youngest person was 19. And then our oldest person was 39. So we had a really great range, but that, um, we had such a good dynamic. This group was great. Um, and I'll talk about what it was like meeting people, uh, there that I totally didn't know in a second, but that's why I went. And now let's talk about the itinerary. So I flew out of Charlotte. I actually drove up to Charlotte and flew out of Charlotte to Miami and then into San Jose. And we were, the first day was literally just a travel day. It was everybody get to San Jose at whatever time I got there quite late and this is where I needed the emergency number. So with G Adventures, you're able to book a private transportation from the airport to the first hotel or hostel or whatever. And I did that, but my plane, I think I was the last one to get there and it got there a little bit late. I think we were like 30 minutes late or something. Um, but <laughs> anyways, okay. So I get off the plane and San Jose airport's like really, um, it's, I mean, pretty easy to navigate, but um, when I got into the country, you have to do this like form. It's like a health form and um, Costa Rica requires you to have a certain amount of travel insurance. I'll talk about how much that cost as well in a bit, but a certain amount of travel insurance to cover like, I want to say it was like $50,000 in medical expenses and then $2,000 in expenses if you contract COVID-19 and have to quarantine. It was something along those lines, very easy to Google, but you had to submit your travel insurance to this form and have it uh, like reviewed. And then you were given a QR code. And when you went through customs, they would scan the QR code and it would either be green or red. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Um, like I said, my preparation for this trip, and you'll find this to be a theme, was sort of lacking. I definitely did a lot of things last minute and I did not know about this health form. So I get, you know, I get off the plane, we are shuffled over to customs and I see all these people around me. Like everybody has their phone out with a QR code on it and every, or, or like a piece of paper with a QR code on it. It was very clear. Like everybody had it going on and I had no idea what was happening. So I, there was like a sign on one of the like pillars and it was like, Hey, have this QR code out. Um, and it had a website. So I went to the website, but the line went too fast. I was trying to like fill it out before I got up to the customs person but I had to step aside, like do the form. And then, um, I popped back in line, got to the lady and, uh, she scanned it and she was like, no, you're not good. I was like, awesome. I just got to this country. I'm nervous and everything's going to crap. So I had to, what, what, what happened was, so I, obviously I uploaded my insurance information 
while I was in line. So like nobody had time to look over my insurance information, which is why my QR code was not green yet. So I had to go to another terminal, which they, they like put me on a bus, bust me to this other terminal, which was like, I mean, I could have walked there. Not really sure they provided why they provided a bus, but like, it was literally like next door, but whatever. Um, went to this, uh, terminal where they had like, basically like an insurance office set up and you sat and you give it, give them your insurance information and they checked it over and on their computers made your QR code green. And then you had to go back to customs, et cetera. So I did that. It was fine. Um, got in and I was like, cool. I'm in the country. Like we're fine. Now I got to find my name on some sign that says G adventures and let's go to the hotel. And I was already kind of worried because I, um, again, preparation, not great. So, you know, I still had a great time. Um, they had like a meeting, I guess at like six 30 or something. And they apparently on the itinerary said, please get in before six 30. Um, so you can meet the group and do the meeting and everything. Well, I did not. I flew in at seven. So I missed that meeting, which was fine. I was not the only one, um, but I was the latest one there. So I was, you know, I'm a little frazzled insurance thing. I was like, cool, let's just find my person. So I'm walking down the airport. I walk through like the little gift shop area, the duty-free. I walk through um, baggage, don't see a person anywhere. And I just kind of like keep walking. And then I stopped in the baggage and like waited for a bit. And I was like, okay, like, I don't, I don't know what part of the airport I'm supposed to find this person. So I keep walking until I literally walk out to the exit and I see some people holding signs. So I walk out and um, none of those people were holding my signs and they were um, some like taxi drivers there. They were like asking me like taxi, taxi. I was like, no. And so at this point I'm outside the airport and I'm freaking out a little bit because I cannot find my driver. There was a little deli, like kind of like attached to the airport that I, I went in, I sat down and it's like dark outside and I'm already like, it's been a long day. I've been traveling for way too long because I booked stupid airplane flights and I called the emergency number and they were fantastic. She answered, or of course they answered right away. And um, my driver had evidently, there was somebody that came in before me um, and he did not realize that he was supposed to pick her and I up. So he brought her over to the hotel, but forgot me. Um, so that's how that went down. So anyway, he came back, he was fine. I got to the hotel um, and they had already like gone out to dinner. So I was the last person there and I met no one, went um, straight up to my room and that was fine. Um, and I met my roommate who was Ella and we instantly became best friends. But that was the first day, <laughs> like it was kind of a whirlwind. Um, but G Adventures was fantastic about the ride and it was all good. So day, like full day one, we actually at 7 a.m. the next morning, I met, you know, met the other group members. We had 12 in our group um, and we, there were, was one bus that went really early. So you could um, take a bus really early in the morning if you wanted to go to uh, to whitewater rafting. And after like a full day of travel, I was like, I'm not gonna go whitewater rafting. I'm just gonna chill and go to La Fortuna with the other group. So I, at this point, I've only met half the group and the half that did not go whitewater rafting, we went straight to La Fortuna. San Jose is like a really big city and I'm sure it's really cool. Um, but pretty much everything that you read and most people say like, it's not a place to stick around. Um, if I were to do Costa Rica again, I still wouldn't stick around. I kind of would just fly into San Jose and then you use that to like get to wherever you want to be. But San Jose didn't have like a lot to 
do besides like being a city you could go to restaurants and bars and everything um but it wasn't my favorite so we left and in la fortuna day one i'm like looking at the itinerary making sure that i hit everything Day one, we actually went to a waterfall. So we went like hiking to waterfall, swim in the waterfall. It was so much fun. Um, and then we moved to Arsenal Volcano where we hiked there. Um, and it was just gorgeous. La Fortuna is a really cute little town, very easy to navigate. It's really small. Um, and the nice part about it is it's right near the volcano, which has so many activities around it zip lining they've got uh like the whitewater rafting is around there um other hiking nature trails there's so much to do and then Lafferton, the little town itself beside the like volcano mountain is really cute they've got really good restaurants and really kind people we stayed there for three days and uh the second day i actually went zip lining which was so much fun at the zip lining i was able to do something called a tarzan swing so um, I wanted to go bungee jumping, but there wasn't any bungee jumping any in any of the towns that we were going to. So this was kind of the next best thing. And the Tarzan swing, I, if you haven't gone ziplining, this was like super high and it was it just so beautiful. Um, it was really, really, really cool. And you, you know, there were times when we were, we were, I mean, there's, these are like trees from the rainforest. So we're really high. You have um, like the rainforest and you can see the city on one side. And then on the other side is the arsenal volcano it was gorgeous and then at one of the platforms you could either go ahead or there was the tarzan swing tarzan swing is they hooked you up to a rope and you jump off a platform and you swing back and forth like a pendulum and that was super fun because you have like this moment before like the rope catches you know there's tension or you're just falling for me that's awesome that's the kind of stuff i absolutely love um for others it was not so fun but it was so cute. We had um, a uh, family. It was the mom and then two kids. She was four, three or four. And then he was, I think, six or seven. And both of them did all of it, including the Tarzan swing. This little girl was so brave and she just jumped off and she looked terrified for like the first two swings. And then it was great. Um, but that was just really cool to see. So San Jose, go to La Fortuna. And in La Fortuna, so here are the things that um, were available to us. So you could do the waterfall swim, you could do the volcano hike, whitewater rafting, waterfall jumping, um, you could explore caves, go to the hanging bridges, and then you could also kayak the lake. How G Adventures is set up is that each day there'll be like a variety of activities that you can choose from. And most things only need two people to go. And if you'll notice, like zip lining wasn't actually on our list. We met with um, like a company that did a ton of tours and we were able to request zip lining for me and another girl who wanted to go, but it's very like open itinerary. You can literally do nothing that day if you just want to explore the town by yourself or, you know, with a friend or something, or you can go and do these various adventures. So that was super great about the tour because there were some days like, I mean, for instance, like whitewater rafting, didn't want to do that. That was like an all day thing. I did not meet the other half of the group until the evening of day of like the first full day, technically day two. So, but they got to do their thing and it was very, especially like the more days that you're there, the more comfortable you are with like, 
you find your little groups and you go, you know, what you like to do. And it's really nice to be able to have that kind of flexibility. So we did that. It was day two in La Fortuna was when I did the zip lining. And then we left and went to Santa Teresa. Actually, let me talk about the hostel real quick. So in La Fortuna, we stayed at Selena Hostel. Selena is a chain. I don't know like how many Selenas there are, but we stayed at a Selena in uh, La Fortuna and in Santa Teresa. Uh, the Selena at La Fortuna was where I stayed in a room with six beds with six of the girls. And then one of the girls had a private room. Um, that was, I mean, that was like, I would, it's a super nice hostel. Here's the thing that I did not realize about hostels, especially like they're not all hostels are created equal, but Selena is quite a nice hostel. They have fantastic amenities. They had a beautiful pool. They had like these teepee looking, like it was like rooms, but they were in teepees that you could rent or you could, you know, book. We didn't book those, but it was just really cool. And they had a restaurant, they had a bar um, and they had activities all day. And then this front desk could, Uh, book any activities you wanted. They had discounts to different tours. They had, and like the full itineraries for the day, it's like you could take yoga in the morning and then they had a painting class at noon. And then in the evening, they were having like a neon party or something. It's very uh, like cater to uh, like a young crowd, but any age I think would have a good time. Um, The six bunk bedroom at Selena in La Fortuna was quite small, but it was nice. And especially I you know, I was comfortable because at this point, like I knew the girls, I had made friends. So it wasn't bad. It was just kind of like staying in a dorm room. But then when I walked up to the private room that the other girl had, I was like, oh, this private room. I mean, it was beautiful. Had a little desk, literally had a diffuser, had a private bathroom. It was gorgeous. And these private rooms are not expensive, which made me think like, why would somebody stay at a hotel for literally double the price when this is just as nice of a room, if not nicer, you get a private bathroom and you get access to all their amenities. That's, I'd, I would say much more catered to um, just like, if you wanted to stay at the hostel that day, there's plenty to do. And everybody there is super friendly and super nice. So it's very easy to make friends. Um, it made me feel very comfortable in like the hostel environment. And I did not think I would be comfortable in a hostel and that sounds not hostile environment, like in a hostel. I am, I like nice hotels. I like nice things. Um, and I still really enjoyed my time, especially when we went to Santa Teresa. So let's start, let's go there. To get to Santa Teresa from La Fortuna, we took a private like bus to the ferry. You take a ferry across the water. Um, it's like kind of, uh, you're like crossing to another peninsula. And then we took a bus to into Santa Teresa because the ferry actually gets into, I think, Montezuma. We get to Santa Teresa and we stayed at a Salinas there. At that Salinas, we also had a six bedroom, um, six bed, was it six? Yeah. Six bed, uh, room with it was bunk beds, but it was huge. And we had a private bathroom, which was super nice. At the other one, we didn't have a private bathroom. It was like a shared bathroom in that you'd walk out of the room and um, they had like two sinks outside and you go in and there was three stalls. One of them was like a toilet and the other two were um, showers. Still private, nothing to make you uncomfortable, but you were sharing that. Um, this one in uh, Santa Teresa had a private bathroom, which was fabulous. And this room was much, much bigger. So that was 
much nicer. And, um, it was super fun actually just being able to hang out with the girls. It was like being in college again. Um, and it was a really good time. They had a fantastic pool, a glorious bar, and they were right on the beach. The beach was literally right there. And the sunsets in Santa Teresa were incredible. First day, first full day in uh, Santa Teresa, the next day, um, I took a surfing lesson. If you're going to go to Costa Rica, I, especially if you're going to go to Santa Teresa, I highly, highly, highly recommend the surfing lesson. It was so much fun. We went to a different part of the beach um, called, it was Hermosa Beach. And that way the waves were not quite as hard as um, upper into Santa Teresa the current and the current wasn't as bad in Santa Teresa the current can get pretty heavy um, but you just kind of watch they've got um, like signs so you can know if the current's really heavy or not um, and just be very very careful Um, but in Hermosa Beach the current was not as bad and it was so fun we went with happy days um, surfing lessons I think that's the company I'll link everything down below and it was just it was fantastic. I'm actually like not bad at surfing. I really enjoyed it. That that was probably one of my favorite parts of the whole trip. And um, I highly recommend surfing lessons at least once. It was only like an hour and a half, but by the time I ended the lesson, like I was able to get up consistently every time and ride. And so that was just awesome. And there were so many things to do in Santa Teresa that you um, like could take part in, but that day I opted to only do surfing. Um, there was also, um, horseback riding and, uh, scuba diving and zip lining. I think that you could do. Um, but I wanted just to have the surfing lesson. Then I wanted a day to just kind of explore and just kind of be at the beach. So me and the group that went surfing went to the beach and hung out and, um, you know, played in the water. And we had a really nice day because the next day, the entire group went on a boating tour. So on this boating tour, we drove to Montezuma and then got on a boat where we were on the boat for like 45 minutes going to Isla Tortuga, where it was like an, like, I mean, it was an island that had a beach portion and a bar and you could rent uh, like jet skis and things, but you could also, and then they served us lunch. Um, And the part of the boat tour is you had some people that went scuba diving, some people that went snorkeling. I went snorkeling because I'm not scuba certified. And that was so cool. I saw an eel, I saw a puffer fish and I didn't see a shark. Although apparently there was one, um, I think it was like a nurse shark or like a white tip shark. I can't remember um, that some other people saw. I didn't get to see it, but it's it just beautiful. Just, I mean, the clear blue waters. And then after we were done snorkeling, we went to the island and they served us fresh tuna and pineapple and watermelon. And it was just like the coolest, like best year, the kind of moment where you're like, oh my God, is this my life? And then we got to just hang out on the beach for a little bit. Me being a person that really likes, um, you know, like kind of not extreme sports, but a little bit. um, I saw jet skis and I was like, absolutely. So there were three of them. And I guess I got six others or five others. So six of us to go on jet skis. And we rode jet skis all around the Isla Tortuga. I thought it was so cool that this place was called Tortuga. (laughs) And that was kind of the day snorkeling and riding on jet skis. And then we took the, on the way back, 
on the boat ride back, we actually saw a whale that was not part of the tour. We were riding and then all of a sudden, like they stopped the boat and the guide came down. He was like, Hey guys, like we saw a whale. We're going to stop here for a little bit and see if we can see it again. And we did. And it, I mean, it did the thing where like the tail went up. It was a humpback whale. It was so cool. And just, I mean, the scenery, like the beautiful water. And then there's these huge islands with beautiful forests that you're passing and rocks. And it was just so gorgeous. And that boat tour was not very expensive. Um, They also had another tour that was a bioluminescence tour. I didn't go on that one. It was like kayaking. Um, and the people that went on that one said that it was their tour guide, like wasn't very good, but it was still like a cool experience um, where you, I mean, you know, we've got those whatever that light up in the water. <laughs> this is terrible explanation, um, but you can, you know, put your hand in and see them. And as you move through the water, it glows. And they said that was fun. Their, their tour guide just wasn't very good. Th- that was our, after the boat tour, that was like our last day together. I think I'm like, hitting on the days. I'm not really sure, but that was our last day together. So we had a nice dinner all together. And a lot of us didn't want to leave Santa Teresa. The plan for the tour was that, um, so that was Thursday on Friday, we were meant to wake up and leave Santa Teresa at 7am, go back to San Jose, stay the night in San Jose. And then people were leaving Saturday, their planes were leaving Saturday as was mine. Um, but There were a couple of people who had already planned to stay behind and then a few people like me who just literally didn't want to leave. So I moved my flight to Sunday. Um, I would have had, I would have been getting home on Sunday already because I booked stupid flights, even if I had left on Saturday. So I just moved it to a really early flight on Sunday. And um, there were six of us that did not go back with the group to San Jose what we did, um, we booked another night at Selena and then we just booked transportation from Santa Teresa to San Jose for Saturday afternoon. Um, cause we didn't have to be back in San Jose for any of our flights until at least Sunday. And, uh, that was super easy to get to San Jose from Santa Teresa. We left at two and we got there at like nine. Um, it's another like van transport to a ferry and then another van transport that took us straight to the hostel and we just booked an easy hostel for Sunday night. Um, but that was so fun. So we had like basically a day and a half to do whatever we want. And at that point we were all very comfortable with Santa Teresa. It's very small. People are super nice. So we rented ATVs and rode all the way to Montezuma. We went swimming in the ocean um, over in the beaches at Montezuma. We uh, hiked to a waterfall there and um, swam and then hiked back and then rode all the way back. Uh, Next day, we went to Hermosa Beach again and hung out on the beach. It was fantastic. And it was very nice because at this point, we were all comfortable with each other. We were all friends. And it was nice to just go and have some time to ourselves. We knew what restaurants we liked. And if you go to Santa Teresa, renting an ATV is like crucial. Everybody there rides bikes and ATVs. There's some cars, but most people are just riding these like four-wheelers like all around. And it was so nice to get around and we could just ride to whatever restaurant or um, whatever we wanted. And then when, you know, on Saturday afternoon, we left, we went to San Jose. I, uh, we got there really late. I went to bed at like 10 or 11. 
um, at the hostel. And then I had a transport that G Adventure set up for me um, at 2 a.m. the next day because my plane left at 5.30 a.m. Oh my God, that was such a long, long travel day. My, I booked some dumb flights. So we'll talk about that in a minute, but that gives like an overview of the trip um, to go over some things like what I think is worth it, what I think isn't worth it. Um, One thing is that with the hiking, I thought that I was going to be like, I thought I would walk out the door of Costa Rica anywhere that I was. And it was going to be like bugs galore. I didn't use my bug stuff literally ever. The only time that people complained about bugs was on the bioluminescence tour. um, Cause I think they were just kind of in, you know, like a water, I don't want to say like swampy area, but just a more mosquito infested area. So they got bitten up pretty bad, but that was the only time that anybody really got bit by bugs. Um, the bugs were not as bad as I thought they would be. Um, if I were to go back, there's nothing that I like didn't do that. I feel like I missed out on. I, when I hiked, when you hike the waterfalls, you get to do kind of like a bit of a nature hike and you see animals. I saw, um, sloth. I saw, uh, oh gosh, there was an animal. I literally don't know what it's called. Um, it's related to the raccoon and, um, totally forgot what it's called. Um, but you're able to like see nature and walk through rainforests and the waterfalls. So that's why I didn't go on any of the nature tours. Um, I would highly recommend surfing. I would highly recommend zip lining and I would highly recommend, um, they also have, okay. There was, um, one thing that a bunch of people went on that I didn't, and it was a uh, Canyon repelling. So they were going through and they repelled through the canyons and waterfalls. They said that that was super fun. Um, I didn't go on that one because I'd already, they were visiting one of the waterfalls that I had already been to, but I, if I went back, I would probably do that tourist. Cause they said that it was super fun, but it was quite extreme. Um, and so if that's something that you're really into, then that could be very fun. That's the only thing if I went back that I would do that I didn't. Um, Otherwise, I would go surfing again. I would go ziplining again and I would 100% rent an ATV. So a couple questions um, you guys submitted in that I wanted to answer. One of them, were you nervous for solo travel? 100%. I left the driveway and I was crying (laughs) like for 15 minutes Um, just because it was like, you kind of have these moments where, it's like really scary. You're by yourself. It's not like I went into this and I was like gung-ho, super brave the whole time, especially as a woman, I was nervous. And, um, I, you know, when I left the U S like first flight out of the U S I was nervous when I got there and the car wasn't there, I was nervous. It's not something that you know, I wasn't nervous for, but you just kind of have to push through and you very quickly adapt. The first night was kind of hard because I got there and everybody had gone to dinner and I was the only one left out. And at that point I kind of had a hard time because I felt like I was starting on the wrong foot. But by the time I got on the bus the next day, I met everybody and you quickly just ease in kind of goes into the, like the next question, were you nervous about a trip with people you didn't know? I wasn't, I had already been on a tour that tour. I actually went with my school. So, um, we blended in, it was my school, another school from like Colorado and another school from somewhere else. Um, and we were all kind of like one big group. So that was my first time I I was going with people I knew. And then we were meeting people that I didn't know. 
Um, if you, I mean, literally just think of like when you go to college or when you do anything with like, I mean, you show up and there's just people you don't know, you very easily like find somebody, somebody sits next to you, you strike up a conversation, you know, you find that you live near somebody. It's so easy to make friends. And even if you're going completely solo, I would still say, especially if you're staying in hostels, that's kind of the purpose. If I were to go again and I were to go without a tour group, I would stay in a hostel and I would get a private room um, because I'm still not into like, you know, you could just book a bed and you could be in like a giant bedroom with like six and up to 12 bunks with other people. I don't know. That doesn't feel like my cup of tea, especially when the private rooms are so cheap. So I would get a private room and it's still so easy to meet people Um, in the hostels. Everybody's really friendly and that's just kind of the nature of it. And then on these tour groups, like nobody knows anybody. So if you're nervous, I'm also an extrovert. So I'll preface with that. If you're an introvert, then I could see how this would be nerve wracking, but there were introverts on the tour. And the great part about this tour is that you could have time to yourself. There were times that um, even I like went back to the room and laid down because I just kind of wanted me time. There were um, people that didn't go on like the large tours that most of the group went because they just wanted to chill out. They wanted to go on a hike. You know, they could do something else. You're able to kind of cater the experience for what you want it to be. And that was the best part about it because you could do whatever you wanted based on your comfort level. If you weren't an extremist, then you didn't have to go and do like the extreme like physical stuff. And if you didn't want to go on a nature hike, you could go on the zip line and you could literally do whatever you want. And that kind of made it so I knew that like, you know, that everybody's having a good time because you get to kind of choose your experience. Um, Next question was, what was it like staying in a hostel? I've covered this. I highly recommend it. Do your research. There's a, um, there's an app called Hostel World. That's how we booked the hostels after everybody else left, because obviously we had to do our own bookings once um, we like left the tour. Um, and pay attention to the reviews. The reviews matter. And like look at pictures and see what it's like, because there's going to be like different varieties of hostels and you need to know like what you want from it. If you want a nicer experience with a lot of amenities and it needs to be more updated, then look for a place like that. If you just need a bed for one night, then you can obviously get something that's a little bit simpler. And like what we did in San Jose, we just needed a bed. There's enough of us to get like a four bunk room and slept there. You know, I was only there for a couple hours and then I left and it was fine. Um, but as far as like traveling again, I, I think I might even prefer hostels because of what a friendly environment there they are. Staff is so friendly. Um, and I obviously had a great experience. And in order to have a great experience, you need to go to a hostel that is a little bit more updated and has really good reviews because some people are going to think a good hostel is just one where, you know, they have a bed that is clean. And then another person like me wants a place that has a nice staff, good amenities. I can get a private room and a private bedroom if I want to. Um, and it's generally a little bit nicer, but you're still not paying as much as you would a hotel. Last question, like, what would I recommend? Would I recommend going to Costa Rica? All those kind of things. Yes, absolutely. Costa Rica is such a beautiful, beautiful country with really friendly people. Um, as far as like the language, a lot of people do speak English or at least broken English. Um, and uh, otherwise it's all Spanish and I do not speak Spanish, but it's very easy to pick up. You kind of know, you get to know the words that you need to you know, go through and and know in order to get what you want, how to order and all those kind of things. With G Adventures, our tour guide was from San Jose. She was amazing. So we had her the whole time. 
And she, I mean, when I wanted to move my flights, she sat down with me and helped me move my flights. She gave us the links in order to book our hostels. Um, she could call, uh, because she's a tour guide and she's done this before, like she knew the different companies for ATVs and everything, and she could call, get us discounts, all that kind of stuff. So that was super, super nice. I'm glad I went on a tour for my first like solo experience because it was able to be like kind of a toe in the water where I still felt, um, like I got enough out of my comfort zone to know what I like and to, I mean, be proud of myself, but it was also very safe because, um, if you're, I mean, I'm not a very street savvy person. And so I wanted to make sure that I was with a group or a tour guide or somebody that could help me navigate. Now I feel very comfortable in Santa Teresa to, I could literally go by myself and be completely fine. It's if like a four hour straight flight to San Jose, and then you just take the ferry over to Santa Teresa. It's very, very easy. And I hope to go back. I really would like to go back. Um, I would highly, highly recommend it. Highly recommend G Adventures. Highly recommend uh, Costa Rica as a vacation spot. It's very easy, very family friendly. People are so kind, um, especially outside of San Jose. San Jose is a larger city. It's not somewhere that I would really love to be by myself, um, but it'd be fine to stay overnight and then head to whatever city you wanted to. Um, now I'm going to have uh, Kristen insert some of the um, audio from my friends that I met in uh, for my tour. Um, if you guys are listening, love you guys, miss you guys. Um, and I hope that you all listening enjoy. My name's Beth. I'm from Manchester, England, and my top tip for solo travel is to stay in hostels and talk to people. You get great recommendations and you meet the most exciting and interesting people. Hey, my name is Curtis. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and my top tip for solo travel is to go slow. Don't try to cram too many cities into too short a time, but uh, spend your time and enjoy each city. Hi, my name is Kaylin and I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. My top tip for solo travelers is to not be afraid to put yourself out there and meet new people. Everyone is on vacation and wants to have fun and it'll make your experience that much better. Hi, my name is Taylor. I'm from Pennsylvania. My top tip for solo travel is to just embrace the unknown and go with the flow while you're on vacation. Um, lots of people like me are type A and like to control everything. So it's really important that whenever you're traveling solo, um, especially if you go with, uh, meet up with a group of strangers, that you embrace the opportunity to kind of do whatever and kind of be on island time. And specifically, my recommendation for Costa Rica is to bring a lot of sunscreen, preferably aerosol. So you might want to have a carry on. I'm Laura from New York City, and I'd say you should plan your adventure activities for the early mornings when the sun is less direct, and that way you can also feel completely justified just chilling by the beach the rest of the day. Hey, I'm Raul from Chicago, Illinois, and my top tip for solo travel is to plan for possibly having to change your itinerary once you are at your destination, in case, for example, you decide to stay longer at one place you really enjoyed. 
Hi, my name is Sandra. I'm from Orlando, Florida. My top tip for solo travel would be to treat yourself at least once on your trip. Just because you're alone doesn't mean that you can't treat yourself out to a nice dinner or a massage or anything like that. So go ahead, treat yourself and have fun with it. Okay, so now let's go over the price. Let's go over the breakdown, how much I spend, what I spent it on, everything. I am running. We are now, this episode's really long, so we're going to get through it. Let's start with the total, okay? So this, the total of this trip was $2,979.19. So almost $3,000. Was that necessary? Absolutely not. Easily, easily, this could have been more like about around $2,000. And so I'll explain that. So one, I want to go over, like this includes um, what I call like unnecessary purchases. So I have my stuff broken down into the tours and activities, like the different excursions, food, um, lodging, and then lodging, I also included the COVID test. So lodging is when I uh, stayed behind. Um, I had to pay for two more nights in a hostel. Um, so that's what that covered. And then we also had to take a COVID test to get back in the U S so that added that in that category, unnecessary purchases were, those are like things like before I left, I went to target, I got some new clothes, um, to take with me. I got, um, a rash card that I didn't end up using. I got a new travel backpack, like, you know, different things that I really did not need to get. Um, so that's an unnecessary purchases, the tour itself, like what G adventures cost, um, which is the, um, cost of the tour, like when you book. And then I also added the tip in there for my, uh, tour guide. And then I have transportation, airfare, and insurance in, in one. So let's break this down. Unnecessary purchases. These are things that I purchased when I, uh, left or like before I even left, these were like I went to Target, got some extra clothes, went to Marshall's, got some other things, travel size stuff, like all things that absolutely were unnecessary, just one of them. And that added up to $237.38, literally almost $250 of unnecessary purchases. Um, So that was, you know, (laughs) those are not needed. Another place, um, well, let's just go through the categories. So the activities and tours and excursions, this is the zip lining. This is the surfing. This is the boating tour. Um, everything added up to $389 and 58 cents. So about $400. Um, I, some of the most expensive things were, I think the boat tour ended up being the most expensive. Surfing was only like $75 and the zip lining. I can't remember how much the zip lining ended up being. Being, but then I also paid like 20 bucks for the pictures from the zip lining. But for like everything that I did, I think that's a pretty good price. Um, you certainly do not have to do that many activities. And there's a lot of free things like the hikes and the trails, those are free. Um, but that's how much I paid for all the snorkeling, literally everything. Food and snacks. Um, I bought a lot of bottled water um, for going out and everything. Um, It's not recommended to, I can't remember, I like read that it's not recommended to drink the water, but it was never advised it was unsafe or anything, but I didn't want to fill my water bottle up in like the bathroom sink or something. So I bought a lot of water um, from the hostels and everything. And then restaurants, uh, none of the food was included in the tour cost. So the tour baseline cost was $650 that did not include any food. I spent, and when I say like what I spent on food, I'm talking about like when I left my car in Charleston to when I I got back home 100% airport food everything 
$408.68. I think that's pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, lodging and the COVID test. So COVID test was $150, I believe. Is that right? Yes, $150. And then the hostel, I paid around 50 bucks uh, to stay in both, both nights in the hostels. So that was really nice. I mean, so that was like two, about $200 um, for, and the COVID test was $150 about. Super cheap. Unnecessary purchases. $237.38. Did not need to do that. The tour, um, the tour plus the tip uh, ended up being uh, like $786 around. Um, so that was really good. I'm telling you, like G Adventures prices are phenomenal for what it is. Um, and then you had to book your own flights. So my transportation from airfare, which was the most expensive, to um, all any uh, of the vans and then the ferry to get back to San Jose, any of the, that private travel that I actually booked, plus my um, transportation to and from the airport when I got there and when I left, added up to $959.96. <sighs> Literally almost $1,000. Here's where I went wrong, Okay. You, it is very easy to get a good priced flight direct from Charleston or even, you know, wherever you are in the Southeast, it's pretty easy um, to get to San Jose. I waited way too long to book my flights. And then I booked some of them on points and then some, and then of course I moved my flights so that when I moved my flights, I ended up paying an extra like $150 or something. Now, was it worth it? 100%, 100% to have that extra time there. Yes. But I did end up paying more because I moved my flight last minute and I didn't, I literally did not until like four days before I left, I did not have a flight to get to Miami. I had booked a flight from Miami to San Jose and then back. And I did not have anything booked to get from Charleston to Miami. Dumb. That could have been so much cheaper. And that's where I absolutely would have saved money was the transportation. I did not need to spend that much on airfare. So I'd say like, Things I definitely spent too much on, airfare and travel, and then um, the unnecessary purchases were $250. Like, what What the heck? I don't, but like, if I did that again, I could easily cut $1,000 off of this. Um, and for eight days, I feel like that's a pretty, I mean, a really great price, especially considering like everywhere we stayed, everything I did. Um, I, eight days, like, you know, about a week was perfect. It was the perfect getaway. It was, I didn't have to miss too much of work and I would just highly recommend it. I had such a good time. If you're thinking about solo travel, um, and you kind of want to dip your toes in, I think that G adventures and one of their tours or another tour company, but going with by yourself and with a tour company is the best way to go because you can, find out who you are, find out what it's like to travel on your own, but meet people there, know that you're going to be in a safe environment, have a tour guide to help you get around um, and help with any language barriers and set an itinerary so you know you're going to have a good time. But even as an extrovert, I was really worried about being solo because I, I like to do things and I like people and I didn't want to get lonely. The only time I was lonely was that first night when um, everybody had gone to dinner and I didn't get to meet them yet. And that was, I mean, you know, negligible, you know, uh, these are friends that I hope to stay in contact with and hope to visit again. Um, we have them from different countries. Um, they're all over the U.S. And it's such a great way to connect with people. And it's such a great way to connect with yourself 
Um, if, you know, if you guys have any other questions, I'd be happy to answer them. You can DM me on Instagram at Sarah E boss. Um, otherwise I hope you go out. I hope this inspires you to book your next trip. Um, hopefully book your next travel trip. If it's your first time booking solo, let me know, um, DM me and I would love to know where you're going. And other than that, all right, guys, I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the What Else podcast. And if you liked this episode, then I've got a small to-do list for you. Uh, first of all, go ahead and screenshot this episode right now and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Sarah E. Boss. And I can go ahead and repost your post and that helps others find the podcast as well. And give me a review on Apple Podcasts. That is a huge help with letting others find the podcast and also become best friends. So don't be selfish and finally if you want to subscribe to my blog to get even more content you can at sarah all right guys i will see you in the next episode